You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. Better than I initially thought it was, but it's still not my thing. I feel like SpongeBob for me was at the very cusp of the whole like there were there was like almost like a generational thing where it's like it was me and then people that were like a couple years younger, like literally a couple years younger than me that were like so into SpongeBob and I was like, Yeah, I mean yeah. I, I watched a few episodes, but I'm like not that into it and they're like, dude, SpongeBob is my fucking life. He's... Well, you would hear people quoting him and shit, and I never realized that even literally within the show SpongeBob, SpongeBob himself is like an annoying douchebag that's kind of like his gimmick, and I didn't realize that. So once I figured that out, I think I liked him a lot more. Okay, because so... I would like hear quotes, I'd be like, he's an annoying douchebag, what's the, what's the point? So how much weed does Patrick smoke? He has to smoke a ton, man. Yeah, <laughs> he is, so. is high all always. the time. Always, always. I'm so old, though. Whenever <clears throat> I hear Patrick talk, I can't do anything but think of Dauber from Coach. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, do you know who is by chance? From yeah, I do. The area? I do. Yeah. I was at like a graduation party when around the time we graduated high school. We were like playing hacky sack in this. Uh, driveway with him and like i was looking down at his shoes because we're playing hacky sack and he had these like pretty cool like stylized looking shoelaces on and i'm like dude those are sweet what are those he's like they're patrick and i thought he was like using that term patrick like oh they're cool like it was the new slang for like these are cool (laughs) socks but like literally they were like patrick from spongebob on the shoelaces i'm like oh okay patrick star She's like, that's so Patrick. That's so Patrick. <laughs> are we recording? Adam? Yes, we are going. I'm sorry. Okay. I welcome, welcome to for your distraction. I, I apologize ahead of, ahead of time. Uh, I'm gonna steal it a little bit, Scott Dunch. I apologize a little ahead of time. I like to do a thing where we like to have these weird conversations that are really good, and instead of like breaking the conversation, I'll just hit record and just go. So I will oh, edit the great. name of that person you were talking about out if you like me to because that was like a first and last name and I'm Oh gonna... yeah, you could beep that. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. So That's a, that's a, that's an easy beep. But Easily. anyway, but anyway, welcome back. <clears throat> I'm super excited about this episode. Adam. Adam, how long have we been doing for your distraction? Five uh years? it's been a solid 5 years. God, fuck yeah. me, it has been 5 years. God damn. You guys yeah. are 
You guys are bumping on almost 200 episodes at this, this point. This is episode 180 we're recording right now. So Wow. <laughs> 180. Yeah. So, so that other voice you're hearing is somebody who, when we started this show five years ago, this person was on my short list of people I want to get onto this show. And after five long years and, and a pandemic <laughs> and, 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 and re- remote learning, here we are. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. That's Ryan Dunch. Dunch, thanks for Ooh. coming on. Thank you for inviting me. I was late too, so I had I had to do it right, classic style. I've yeah. always believed in maybe not doing things first, maybe not doing things best, but doing things when I feel like them. That's my style. So here we are. I appreciate you guys <laughs> holding out hope for me. Well, we just got a head start on drinking, so if we're slurring words a little earlier than normal... Yeah, I'm on, like, rum and Coke 3 <laughs> right now, so... Nice, nice. We'll see how, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I, I have to go with an herbal remedy, I think, this time, to get me ah, going for this show, yeah. That works, that works, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Adam, probably you, too, right? Yeah, I mean, I've smoked a couple times today, so I'm good to go. My, Ready my, to go. My drug, Beautiful. My drug dealer quit. Oh, how dare they? <laughs> I know. I have, I have a dedicated one, Scotty. You know, when he was on vacation, he'll do, like, yoga retreats in, like, Connecticut, which is, I know, an exotic location. But, yeah, he'll disappear, but he'll, like, send his dad on the case for me. He'll, like, give me his wow. dad's number. Dude, I went to this dude's dad's house, and his, like, childhood picture was up on the wall. And his dad's <laughs> like, I'm proud of my son. He's been doing this for 10 years. His his clients are happy. He's providing a service. I'm like, this this guy's all right. I feel like That's there's right. nothing more pot oriented than saying like he was on a yoga retreat, man. Like he's good. <laughs> yeah, he's good to oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> is he a white dude? Yes, he is. Yes, like a, a thin white hippie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So apparently, my guy uh, got his stuff from some Mexican from Greenville who Ooh. got arrested and deported. That so sucks. Now he's, so now he's like, I don't have anything to give you. So he got like a real job. And now I'm like, fuck, I'm screwed. <laughs> that's, that's a shame. I'm sorry. And Adam over here is just laughing at me because he's got his medical card. Yeah, buddy. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I need to get one of those, I think, actually. Yeah, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty easy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yeah, it's 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 a it's a liquid diet tonight, gentlemen. Beautiful, so, Dunch. You were Scott would tell me all the time. You were like his inspiration for doing yes. the podcast. Like yeah. he said, like okay. the reason why he wanted to do a podcast was because you were doing a podcast for the longest time. Yeah. So, so let me set the scene. Let me set the sure. scene for the people listening who don't know. You guys, you and our good friend Delp, you guys were on the cutting edge. You guys had a podcast before the term podcast was even coined. You had an internet radio show. True. And I came on as a guest, and it was just it was just so fun. And then it took off, and everybody and their mom has podcasts now. Oh, but yeah. You, but you guys were ground floor. We were, and I wish we still did it, but he kind of, like, moved away. And, you know, when people are in that far of locations, it could be really hard to get things kind of set up, so... It's hard to even talk to him. You could be in the same room as him, and if he's focused on another thing, you literally won't be able to get his attention. So. Yes, I, I've played video games with him in the past. Oh, my God. 
it would be so awkward when we were kids. He would like literally be in that basement playing a game, and his mom would be like fucking screaming for him to come up for dinner, and he literally just wouldn't be hearing it. I would have to like grab him and be like, "Yo, dude, please answer your mom. I'm in a weird position here. I don't want to keep hearing her yelling at you." So yeah. I'm not too offended, but I do really miss doing it. Like, there's just been so much to talk about, and I haven't had you know anyone really to talk about it with. So I appreciate oh, it. And I want to talk about Mangy Radio because Mangy Radio was incredible when you guys actually <laughs> started. Do you remember what year it was when you first started? It, it had you started Dude. on MySpace. So That's that, true. So that doesn't date That's you. True. I don't know what does. Yeah. Well, we were definitely still at college when we were doing it because I remember going to visit a friend at like Penn State Barron or some, one of those colleges in Erie. And I remember us like printing out papers and like throwing them all over the place. And I don't know if anyone saw them, but we definitely did that. So, yeah, that was easily what, 2004, 2000, somewhere around there. So it was, yeah. it was early, yeah. I love the name Mangy Radio. I, I, I'm a big fan of that name, honestly. It's a, it's a kind of a clever name. I found that when we were making the podcast, the hardest part for me was coming up with like the name. It is the hardest. And I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not that proud of the name of Fort Destruction because it's kind of a ripoff of, you know, FYE a little bit. So, But is that bit. still a thing? Do people... I is I don't think FYE exists anymore, so... Uh. I was at FYE. might have even been at the Eastwood Mall, but it was, like, literally... Or it might have been somewhere in Pittsburgh, I don't remember. But it was, like, a pretty much a toy store at this point. It was oh, all, yeah. like, shirts and collectibles. A lot of it was, like, second-hand markets. It was, like, jacked up in price, but that was FYE. Yeah, there was, like, not yeah. even CDs and shit there. Yeah. Oh, Whatever man. I still remember going back to going to FYE in like my younger days and like actually browsing CDs and be like, what's, oh, yeah. what's hot right now? What do I want to listen to? I remember it was like National Record Mart and then Waves. Waves, yeah. I remember when it was still Waves and like it was when wrestling hit pretty big in the late 90s, <laughs> early 2000s. And I was always a big wrestling fan. So, you know, I had to spend the entirety of my childhood getting made fun of for this shit. So wrestling hits big. It's popular at this time. I'm strutting down the aisle feeling good. I remember FYE, it was Waves. They would have, like, the ECW t-shirts. And I was, like, maybe 14, 15. I had this t-shirt that said RVD 420 on it. I had no idea what the fuck it meant at the time. I just thought it was well. <laughs> That's, like, my last, like, fond memory of FYE and Waves. Do you remember the Pog craze? I remember they were selling Pogs in the mall like nuts. And they, got, they got in on it. <laughs> Yeah. Did, when, did when anybody Pogs play Pogs? Like, it, I heard it was Dude, a, it was an actual game that you would play. It, it was fun. I mean, you'd collect them and stack them up, and you'd throw the slammer and flip them. And if you were hardcore and you were real, <laughs> the ones that you flipped, you got to play for keeps, and you would take keeps, them. Yeah. I only yeah. ever collected Pogs in my younger. I, I'm younger than I. I'm younger than Scott. I'm assuming I'm younger than you too, Dunch, because I'm assuming you yeah. guys are the same age. Dun Dunch and I are the we same are. age. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a few years younger than you guys, and I just remember collecting Pogs, and I used to have like one of those like plastic cylinders about this big, yeah. and they would just be filled with Pogs, and I would just collect them. I didn't actually like play it or anything. So. It was fun. I feel like they hit real big the one year, and then summer vacation came, and we went back to school the next September, and everyone was like, I don't remember what the fuck Pugs are. What are you talking about? It was over. <laughs> it was over quick. Yeah. I, ha I had my collector ones, too, but then I had the tube of the, of the crap ones, and those are yeah. the ones I always played the game with, like, for keeps and everything. Right. You can't, yeah. I have my Goosebumps one in, like, the card 
like protectors still. I, I bought those off eBay. I bought myself I have, some pods. So. I still have all the Goosebump ones. The nice. original. Like, I didn't get nice. yeah, I still have them. Oh, man. That's good stuff. Gosh, yeah. Last episode, we were getting nostalgic talking about old TV shows. Yeah, you know, I was listening to what you guys are saying, and I was loving, I was loving some of the uh, overlooked shows that you went through and some of the stuff. There's one show. Now, this wasn't Nickelodeon, but I think it was better than the Goosebumps show. It was better than Are You Afraid of the Dark, which I love from Nickelodeon. But do you remember Eerie, Indiana at all? Have you e- ever seen Eerie, that? Eerie, Indiana was my shit. I loved it. I don't think I ever now, watched it. Were- Unfortunately, I think Fox were the. It might not even be originally a U.S. show. It might be a Canadian show. I don't even know. I might have made that up, but it was really good. But it was on Fox Kids, and they were notorious for like they would bring a show out and they put it on at like 9 a.m. on Saturday, and then after like two weeks, they would switch it to like 11 a.m. They would just like put their shows on a schedule so you'd never be able to follow them. And when we were kids. You actually had to either record it or like be there when it was on, or else you'd never mm-hmm. see it again. So yeah, I, I only saw like two or three episodes of it as a kid, and I went back and watched it now. Dude, that show is awesome. It's really, really good. Um, and I wanted to bring that show up because it was like the coolest, like weird kids type show like that, horror thriller type theme. But I saw you posted something near and dear to my mm-hmm. heart. Unsolved Mysteries coming back. Unsolved man. Mysteries did see is that. coming back. It's coming back. Yeah. First of all, I love the original show. It shook me as a kid, man. The theme song you hear. I was it, gonna say just it, just the just the song itself, like just that. It's it's the simplest song, but just with that song oh, yeah. and then the narrator, it's like Robert the Stacks creepiest oh, dude, thing in the when world. His voice cuts in and he starts telling you what the show's gonna be on, and and the like drum. <clears throat> And then it gets doo doo doo. Oh man, that still still pumps my heart up. But I heard there's no host for the new one. Is that true? I did not know that. I heard that there wasn't a host, and then you shared that trailer, dude, which was yeah. sick. It looks awesome. It's coming really yeah. soon. But yeah, it was like, is it a narrative? Is it still like a real documentary? Is it fake documentary? I couldn't tell. It I looked- think. I think they're real cases, just okay. like the old one. I sure. think they're I think they're actor portrayed of recreations. Okay. At least I at least I hope. That's my that's my got from that trailer. The original Unsolved was on point with their uh, reenactments. They did a lot of research and I know because I was watching this one case where like the a mom and two kids or something they end up getting like killed by like their in laws and dumped in like a septic tank. And I, like, looked them up online, and they had found the bodies in the septic tank, like, years later, after the show aired. And, like, I saw the footage from the news and the photo of, like, the remains they found. And it was, like, the skeletons with their clothes on. And the fucking clothes were, like, the exact clothes that they wore in the reenactment. So they had the reenactment down to, like, the striped yellow shirt. And I'm like, god damn. They were wow. on point, dude. They were on point. Wasn't uh, uh, Unsolved Mystery involved in like the Simpsons Who Shot Mr. Burns stuff? They, had, they, like, they had to have done that. They Did they do like, America's Most Wanted? Yeah, both like, were popular at the time. Like, like they were. It was like one of those things where it's like because I remember being a kid and my mother taped a lot of those episodes of Who Shot Mr. Burns, and there was yeah. always like 
that like unsolved mysteries and stuff like that going on like who shut mr burns like who like here's what we know about this past episode yada 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 here's the clues can you figure it out right. like that was yeah. pretty cool that was the hype too the who shuts mr burns stuff yeah. i remember that being like kind of towards the end of that golden age of the simpsons yeah i re i i remember when disney plus first came out and they had simpsons on there i was re-watching just like simpsons in my off time like it's like background uh, like a background show, and that uh, those episodes came on. I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" I remember being a kid and rewatching these episodes like on tape. Simpsons is very, very good. <laughs> They're still going on to this day, though, so I can't can't speak for the newer ones. They're exactly my age. The first season came out when I was born. So that's crazy. Yeah, still going. You guys have any uh, favorite unsolves that you remember? Anything that really oh. creeped you out? I just remember, so I started watching Unsolved Mysteries as a kid. My grandma, she would watch Rescue 911 and Unsolved Mysteries. Gotta love back, grandma. Back to back, and I would be like glued to the TV. Oh, yeah. They were the, they were the Robert Stack episodes. And oh, then yeah. I, then I remember in like the late 90s, they tried a revival with like Dennis Franza was the was the host. Yeah, the guy was from, like, yeah. Yeah, the guy, guy from every mob movie ever. He was yeah. and. It was the same cases I had seen with Robert Stack, not changed at all, just with Dennis Franza like narrating them now. Yeah, and, without the magic of Robert Stack's haunting yeah, voice. Yeah, and I, th- I think that flopped. That didn't last long. But now uh, I have Pluto TV, and they have like a constant twenty-four yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah, I love Pluto. Movies. Oh, dude, I watch that all the time, and I found I saw one that was like. A young Matthew McConaughey's first thing he ever did. Dude, yeah, that episode is great. (laughs) There's like a dude that's out exposing himself. He like pulls up in his pickup truck and he's like exposing himself to like the neighborhood children. This lady sees it and she's freaking out on the phone calling the cops. While she's calling the cops, her son goes out to try to like tell the guy off. Dude and the son get in a fight. He ends up going to his pickup truck, pulling out a gun and killing the guy right in broad daylight. (laughs) Yeah, the guy he kills is Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> His first IMDb credit ever on Solid <laughs> That is great. You guys yeah, remember you what? Start. You guys remember Robert Stack was on uh, basketball doing on yes. Series? Oh, that cameo. Yeah. <laughs> How great, great was cameo. that? Great cameo. <laughs> that whole sequence was great. I loved it. That is a good show. Have you guys seen any good comedies like that these days? Something fun. Oh, good comedies are, are hard, far between any. Um, <coughs> me too, dude. I feel like I'm a, I'm a cynical old bastard too, so it's hard to get me to laugh anymore. I think the last comedy I watched was um, there's that show Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix, uh-huh. and they did one of those um, interactive episodes because the series is over, and then they came out with an interactive episode where like you, it's like a choose your own adventure kind of thing. Where is it's it cool? Like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I liked it a lot. Um, but it's basically like you choose like certain decisions throughout the story and the story changes a little bit based on like what you right. pick and different comedy elements and stuff like that. So, and I guess there's like multiple endings and things like that. So that's cool. <clears throat> What's that show that did that at, uh, on Netflix? Is it Black Mirror? Oh, Black Mirror. I watched the first, I watched the first like season of it and I tried watching that movie that was like interactive when it came out, but it was like the dumbest choices. Like which cereal do you want this dude to eat? Yeah. And I'm like, come on. But 
I mean, that was kind of when they first did that, so... Yeah. Do you guys like that show? Have you seen it at all, Black Mirror? I love... I only only watched the the Bandersnatch one, which is the interactive one, and I did it, and I I dived into it. I was like, okay, I'm going to go back, and it's like like Choose Your Own Adventure Goosebumps book. Right. I was was cheating, too. I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and do it this way. 100%, Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I watched that one, and then I watched the the Miley Cyrus episode that everybody was losing their minds about. I didn't see that one? Uh, she's in one. Yeah, she has one, and it's it's kind of silly. I mean, uh, I watched like the first episodes, like the politician banging the pig or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I did watch I was, that one. Like I don't know. Like the writing was okay, I guess, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I it wasn't like too enthralled. Then I watched the one where, like, the dude, like, has to ride the bike to get the money or whatever, and he gets on the TV show. Did you see that one? I think I, I think uh, I remember that one. It's been a while. It's like, like, he saves up to give this girl the chance to get on a show to be famous for her singing. And then yes, they I do remember that. I do like, like, it, was a, it was a universe yeah. where um, they all had to, like, ride bikes to, like, generate power or something like that. And that right. was, like, their job. And if you, like... If you're like, there's that one fat guy that couldn't like generate enough power, and then he got like taken away and put like somewhere right. else. And this chick, um, this dude liked this one chick, and he like, like uh, you said, he saved a bunch of money, like tried to give her like a better life because he was into her, and she wound up doing like hardcore porn and shit like that, and she was drugged up all the time. Right. And it was like it was like one of those kind of dystopian future <laughs> kind of things. So, yeah. So then he re-saves all his money back up because he wants to get on that same show. It's like American Idol, but instead yeah. of like a singer, they said we have plenty of singers. We needed a porn star. So that's what that girl does. He saves up money to get on that show, and he has like a piece of glass that he has, and he like puts it up to his throat and. He's like threatening them. And he gets like on a soapbox and talks about like how they're just like sheep and shit bullshit. like that. Like yeah, hmm. and then people and then love they... it and cheer for him. Like, yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. So, yeah, the big thing is you know I guess spoiler alert, but the show's been on for years, so it's not that much of a spoiler. Yeah, he just <laughs> he ends up getting a job on TV bitching about how phony society is. He's ba- so, basically like, a, like a propaganda guy. Essentially. Yeah, so mm-hmm. in the end, he's just a part of the system himself. I mean, yeah. I don't know what they're trying to say with it, but I guess we could all draw our own conclusions. There was, what's really cool, the one episode um, was like the Star Trek-esque episode where... Ooh, I didn't um, see it. There was, there was Never an episode... trust the Trekkie. <laughs> there was like an episode about like this... Um, it was like this mo- massive MMO that was being created... But the problem is, like, within the game, uh, or within the game, like, there was, like, alive people in there. So, like, this dude had, like, this ability to, like, suck people into, or, no, he did, he basically cloned people in the game. So it was, like, a VR kind of thing, where, like, he would go in there and, like, people that he didn't mm. like or people he wanted, like, in the game, he could suck in there, like, and they were, like, crew members on his ship. But they were, like, clones, essentially, but they didn't know they were clones, at the time it was it's a really weird kind of one of those episodes that one sounds kind of cool though actually <clears throat> it's really cool that, that you guys watch anything else new any any suggestion for the pe- good people out there so adam and i well, we were gonna get into this later but he's been on my case because i've never watched any of the uh the dc shows on the cw okay I just, I'm I behind just never, on everything, so you guys will be yeah. yelling at me if you find. No, I, I, ne- I never got into those. So finally, I just I got into it. I started watching uh, the Flash, and um, so far so good. But I'm very early in. 
Um, but Adam, I'm super you pumped you're watching the Flash. By the way, I'm really you watched a movie. There's a great movie that I loved as a kid that he had never seen, and I made you watch it this past week. What movie did you watch? I watched The Highlander. Yes, you did. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I never saw The Highlander, and it got to the point where it's like, even whenever like streaming service came out and Amazon Prime, I saw Highlander vs. Fort, and I was like, I've never seen it, but I never went back and watched it because... I have a tough time going back and watching old movies I've never seen before oh, because so I think it'll affect like my opinion <laughs> of it. So I said, "Fuck it, I'm not even gonna bother watching it." But Scott made me do it, so you had to do it. That you was had a good to call. Do it. That was a good call. Yeah. Yes. Um, here's the thing: it's a it's a genuinely good movie. I don't think I appreciate it as well because, like I said, it's older. And if I'd right. seen it maybe when I was a kid, I would appreciate it more. I don't know what the fucking immortal is though. No one does. What the fuck is an immortal? <laughs> they talk about immortals, and then they talk about... Sean Connery fucking talks about how, oh, you know, there can only be one, and yada, 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 and, like, there's this never-ending battle, but he's a fucking immortal training this uh, Highlander who's a fucking immortal, but they're not okay. fighting. What is going on? And, like, Sean Connery's yeah. over 2,000 years old, and this dude is, like, 20, so it's like, <laughs> how is an immortal made? And then fast forward to, like, New York City... And there's him, and there's that like one black dude is from like Africa or, or Arabia <laughs> in origin or whatever the or oh, wherever. Yeah, I forgot about him. And like they're like oh. buddy buddy, and they're like, hey, how's it going? Yada yada, and they're not fighting. So That's the power. yeah, but then at the beginning of the movie, there's that one dude I can't remember his name who like instantly fights at that wrestling match. Which why the fuck was he at the wrestling match in the first place? He didn't seem like he was into it. So why the fuck was he there? But oh, he. That's right. there... Yeah, isn't that, it crazy? Uh, it starts out with match. that. Yeah, it's a stupid it scene. Out, it's dumb. It starts out with a wrestling match, and it's really funny because it's like this, like regional Texas wrestling too. That like, yeah, if you weren't around at the time, you would not even have ever heard of it in your life. But just, you would think for a big movie like that, it would be like WWF or something. Yeah. But, but the Highlander is like, just sitting in the audience, looking angry yeah. as fuck. Like why? Like why is he even there in the first place? And it's then a weird the, place for him to be. Yeah, and then the don't other don't ask questions. Well, the immortal <laughs> attacks him in the parking lot, and he's like, "Dude, we don't have to do this." He's like, "All right, sword fight time." Maybe McCloud was a closet fan of the Dixie Boys, and they were going to be it? one night only at Madison Square Garden. So that's it. He was <laughs> so, a moon dog, baby. Scott, can you not tell me what an immortal is and how they're made? Like, what the fuck they are? All right, listen. I don't want to watch, watch two. I really don't want to watch two. I don't want if to. If you watch Highlander two. It's an absolute dog shit movie, but they explain it. They explain it. At least they give you that. At least they give yeah. you that. And they bring Sean Connery back from the dead. Spoilers. Well, you talk about <laughs> that's you cheating. Watch the DC. Yeah, right. Well, listen, you, you'll get to that part. You'll get to that part. Um, you were talking about watching that DC stuff finally. Like, I've always yeah, been yeah. a comic comic guy i like marvel but ironically like over the past decade or so i've actually seen very few <laughs> of the marvel movies but there was one that they played a year or so ago on like hbo and i had a free trial or something i ended up just watching it randomly it was thor ragnarok have you guys seen it yeah i oh, was yeah. really surprised at how funny it was like the style, I really like this movie, right? So I, I like looked it it's, up. It's like one of my top three favorite. Yeah, so I looked up this director. It's his name Taika Waititi. He's Maori yeah. of Maori descent. He's from New Zealand. Um, I looked up some of his shit, dudes, and 
I love this. This might be my my new favorite director uh, since I don't know what, like Wes Anderson. I can't remember the last director where like I got into their stuff and and kind of like followed them. But yeah, have what you are, seen what are some other stuff? what are what are some of the examples though? What else? Have you seen What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. Okay, yeah, the movie and the TV show. But the movie was great. He stars in it, and he directed that. It's like pretty much like The Office style, like a mockumentary, but they're vampires that live in a house together. And it's I don't think I saw that. I don't think I saw that one. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Really funny. And then I recently saw his movie. It's on Hulu right now. It's called Hunt for the Wilder People. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. No, that'll be my suggestion to you guys to check it out. It's like really funny, really kind of heartwarming. Got some action, some drama, all that mixed in, and it's got that real bizarre style and humor that, like, if you like Thor, you, you like this guy's style. So, well, I would one thing you, you check it out. You brought up you brought up Wes Anderson, and one thing you can say about Ragnarok, Jeff Goldblum, our boy. Oh yeah, oh, God, <laughs> so well, good. My goodness, he is great in Ragnarok, and of course, <laughs> he is a weirdo in real life. Yeah, oh yeah. He claims he's... to be from Pittsburgh, but you know, I think like, he is. I think he, he is. is. I think he is. Yeah, he's he's from the suburbs, but we'll give it to him. We'll give it oh, to okay. him. <laughs> it's not like he's from Hermitage. <laughs> exactly. No, that that would be a stretch. That'd be like if I hit it big and told everybody I was. You know, born in Pittsburgh, and they'd look it up and be like, "Wait a minute, that, pin, <laughs> that pin's a little off right there." <laughs> it almost slid all the way into Ohio. I always have to remind people I'm not from Ohio, guys. I don't know the further you get into the state if that happens to you. But yeah, it's we live right where we are. Yeah, I mean, right I'm, we might right as well be from Ohio, exactly. on the border. So it's true. It's true. Hey, we have a lot of Ohio listeners, so... I love Ohio. We'll be gentle on the Buckeye State, yeah. I visit there quite a bit, guys. It's a place (laughs) I go to. You know, I wear my mask when I'm there. (laughs) Always wear your mask. Always wear your mask. No controversies. Always wear the mask. One thing thing I wanted to bring up, because we're talking about movies, before we get too far away from movies. Sure. So, for the people who don't know you, Dutch, you actually went to film school. I did. So, so your opinion carries more weight than Adam and I. We're just. We're I don't just know couple, about that. We're a couple uh, families. I never went to film school. I but. guess, but you know the way I look at it. Do you have to be a chef to be able to tell if a dish is good or not? No. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. But uh, <laughs> but I want to bring up some of the uh, early work that you did. I I Uh-oh. just yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up two things, and one thing has been. Has been my Huckleberry. I've been trying. I need. I need to get a copy of it from you somehow. Hopefully, you still do. I need to find the captain was here. Oh my god, that has to exist somewhere <laughs> still. The captain was here. The captain was here. Okay, so for those people who don't are listening, you don't know. Were we in high school? We might have been right out of high school. It could have been right out of high school. It was uh, definitely like a period of time where like I had like a camcorder and I would walk around with it. And just like be filming stuff randomly. Yeah, yeah we and I, uh, a friend of ours had a party. His parents were out of town. We weren't old enough to drink, but we did in large quantities at this party, and a uh, <laughs> lo- lot of people came. And uh, another friend of ours happened to be there, and he drank entirely too much, and 
went ape shit, went bonkers, and you were able to get some golden footage. Oh yeah, at this party. Well, we showed up, together. dude. Yeah. And when we showed up, the like we were wondering where everybody was, and all of a sudden there was like murmurs coming from the basement. And I had the camera going, I think even, and like as soon as I got to the basement door, you just heard like you heard something going on that wasn't kosher. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not sure if the statute of limitations have passed on this, but. Uh... Um, we'll everybody, change the names I, to protect the innocent. We will. Everybody in the story, we're all cool <laughs> with. Even said parties yeah. that had gone out of control. I mean, I'm cool with that yes. person to this me, day. Me too. So, me, me, yeah. me too. Yeah, me too. Right. <laughs> it, was so cla- <laughs> it was so classic. It's just, and you, you did some, some uh, unsolved mystery style recreations. Absolutely. And- I don't know if they were quite as accurate as the unsolved <laughs> mysteries we touched on earlier, but. You oh, did yeah. some you did some office style talking head interviews. It was, yes. it was it was so great. It was, so it was great. great. I you were a good sport because you were the person that got freaking punched in the face yeah. for no yeah. reason, right? And there wasn't just me. There was three. There was yeah. three casualties. I was one of the three that got knocked cold. Oh yeah, the, dude. I I just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. He thought there you was... guys were cops first of all, because he kept saying <laughs> "fucking pigs, <laughs> fucking pigs." Yeah, that was. Ah, uh, if you can find a copy of the the captain was here, I would, yeah. I would be I would be I, ever ever grateful. You got it on the air. If I find a copy of that, it's gonna get to your arms. I promise. And the second thing I want to bring up is a video you did, I think, when you were in film school, which was the disc junkie. And I was in that. I've, I yes. saw that one. I saw that. That one exists. That one exists still. Yes. I, I found that, that that one is on the internet. It still is. I had it's, fun with that one, too. And there is no more disc junkie, so it is kind of cool to see it on yeah, film right, forever. Right. That, right. Was, uh, that was a lot of fun to I do. I caught kind uh, of a little fun. bit of a clerk's vibe. From that one, just just to tell oh you. yeah, that was us living our, our clerk's glory out <laughs> oh, right yeah, there. Oh yeah, it was for sure, for sure. And I remember there was there was something that we were working on that never got finished. We were doing we were doing a, a mockumentary. We had a camera that you had gotten at like Goodwill, one of those big old giant early '90s dad video cameras. The whole oh team. yeah yeah and yeah. We, we were holding that, but you were recording us holding that. I remember that camera. too. And we went to a party, and no one in this party knew what we were doing. We made made up this fake story that our friend Jason was leaving to move to Alaska the the, the following day to meet because he met a girl on the internet. Dude, I found some of that footage recently, (laughs) and because it was so long ago, I forgot the whole context of it. I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) You were in it, and we were at, like, Deloney's, maybe? I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, 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 it was... It never got finished. We, we we never followed through like a lot of our good ideas, but absolutely, it was you know, a lot, it was things a lot happen. That's why we've had the past, you know, quarantine to catch up on everything that in our lives we ever said we were going to catch up on. If you haven't talked to somebody during this time, if you haven't gotten around to something you always said you were going to do at this time, if you haven't read a book that you always wanted to read at this time, you can now finally honestly say to yourself. I am never going to fucking do it. It's time to throw it away. <laughs> if I didn't do it for this three months, if I didn't talk to you, man, I guess we weren't that good of friends. I don't know. 
But yeah, now there are still a few people I would like to reach out to that I haven't heard from in a while. But for the most part, dudes, I've been sitting at home for months now. So I've been doing everything that I've been putting off. And I mean, you and I were real close, and you know, life gets in the way. You grow apart, you move. Oh, you move yeah. You've got um, the great family that you've yeah. been working on, and that's awesome. Right. I right. commend you. Thank you. But it's, I mean, with social media, you still you know, talk to everybody once in a while. Right. What, real, what really brought us back together was the toy collecting. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Adam, Adam knows about that. We just, we just started going to Comic Con. And at a lot of Comic-Cons, they have toy vendors set up. Right, And a yeah. lot of it is vin- vintage stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, I had this as a kid. I would love to get that back. And, you know, it's like a drug. You buy it one, is. and it's, like, it's game over. And it's we're at a real unique time where collectibles are maybe at their all-time height of popularity, at least for adults like us. And my theory is, like, there's, like, maybe a generation or so before us that got into toys. And, you know, they grew up with, like, the Star Wars figures and stuff. But, like... Our generation was like the pinnacle of action figures and cartoons and all that stuff. And now we're at that age where we just, we want it. So it's like bigger than ever. But I don't know, I mean, you have kids, so you might even be able to talk to this, but kids today are way more into like iPads and stuff like that. And it feels like uh, action figures and stuff like that are not that big anymore with kids. So I'm thinking... Like I'm, that's why I'm really enjoying it right now because I feel like in 20 or so years when these kids grow up, that that vintage market won't be there anymore. I and think right now we're seeing like whether it's the retro stuff like you talked about or newer stuff that's geared towards us, it's like <laughs> pumping out at high cylinder now. I know because I'm broke buying all these toys. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I think the yeah. big thing with kids right now, if it is toys, it's Legos. A lot of yeah. like Lego sets and things like that. Right. I've got an eight-year-old that lives with us, and she constantly asks, Hey, can you give me this Lego set? Hey, can I get that Lego set? Ooh, look at this Lego set. It's all Lego sets. Which I am... That is cool <clears throat> to hear, though, because Legos are kind of a standard. I'd hate to see them go away. I don't think they'll ever go away. Have you seen no. some of the Lego sets they have now? Some They're of the like, Star Wars stuff? my god if they had that when we were kids I'd oh all dude over it. and like all that stuff like i even read an article where like a lot of legos if you invest in them they've like yielded higher results than gold like they've been a smarter investment than gold like certain sets they go for like triple quadruple 10 times that's the crazy. amount wow that's insane. And sets that are only like 15 20 years old even and a lot of them are like star wars and stuff like millennium falcon and yeah legos are a crazy market what have, you been, what have you been collecting at these toy shows? You guys both been going uh, out and kind of jumping in? I've been trying to get him, but he, he dabbles, but you don't... You don't sure. I'm, he likes art. He I likes am not in a place right now where I can really afford to, nor do I have the space for collecting toys. If sure. I was to collect any toys, I'd probably collect um, toys that I used to play with. Uh, right. I would probably go for gargoyles first because I had all tons of gargoyle toys whenever I was a kid. I had like all the figures and a bunch of other like weird little things. I'd probably like go for like those first if I decided to go uh, collecting. I think whenever I go to uh, with Scott to these toy shows, like he said, I tend to look for like the artists uh, section, like the original arts, like original drawings. Um, I've got like a stack of like four or five like coasters with like comic book strips in them and stuff like that 
I go. I tend to go for like those weird kind of like things like that. Illustrations. Well, that's really stuff. cool, actually. <laughs> and I remember even like 15 or so years ago when I first started going to like Comic Cons. Me and my friends would go to like Wizard World Chicago because it was kind of a cool trip to take. And like Kevin Smith would do <laughs> Q and A's there, and I would really get into it. But the Artist Alley was always really cool to me, where you can go and a dude would do a sketch right on the spot, right in front of you, and things like that, and sign it. And, you never know. Sometimes you end up meeting a person who ends up becoming a, a pretty big artist. But yeah. regardless, I do really like that. And I think a lot of that does get lost now because, like we were talking about, the toy thing is like so mm. big. Have you guys ever heard of Replay FX? No, yeah, I've never. It's um a thing that happens in <clears throat> Pittsburgh. It probably, sadly, it's canceled this summer. So nothing's gonna happen this summer. But every year they do this. It's like a video game. Video convention. games, yeah. But it's like. Half of the floor is all old school arcade cabinets. Oh, Half the cool. floor is all pinball, and it's like free play everything. And there's like a classic vintage console section too, where there's just like, you know, Super Nintendos and oh, Segas and so all the cool right 64s all set up for people to just play. They'll have like bands playing video game music, and it's like a super cool convention. And like even there, they had like the section in the middle where people were selling toys. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The but only the only Super fun. Nintendo game that I really want to play is like all the original Donkey Donkey Kong Countries. Those are the only, only ones I want to play right now because I can't get them on Switch. Like they have that yeah. like you can get they have that like retro app that you can get on Switch where it has a lot of old stuff, but they will not put the Donkey Kong Countries. Yeah, and that's I'm like, true. And I'm like, I don't want to play Tropical. Tropic Thunder, whatever the or whatever the fuck, that <laughs> whatever the Tropical Freeze or whatever Tropical that new one freeze. is. I want to play the classic Donkey Kong Country. Exactly. Won't put them on there and I'm like, oh my god. I would, I would, I would, I would pay for them. On I would pay for them if they put them on the store and they're like, oh hey, here's like fifteen dollars per game. I'd be like, fuck it, I'll do it. I don't care. I I hear you. I hear you. Those are classic. I went through there and rebeat. I always have to replay Mario World, Super Mario World for Super Nintendo. Because that was like the first game I like really felt good at. Yeah. I remember I beat it. I remember like my uncle's friend was like, hey, you got to come over and beat our copy of Mario for us. And like I went over to their house and beat it for them. And I felt like such a hard ass. <laughs> that was, you know, that was my peak because I'm sure everybody would whoop my ass in most <laughs> games nowadays. But you were like the Dookie Hauser of Super Mario World. <laughs> yeah, it was like you got you, you got to jump on these things. You got to pick them up and you got to throw them up at Bowser. Right? What don't you get about this? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, oh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully these toy shows can uh, get back to normal after all this because I would I love, love them. it. I love them. Man. Me I love too. Them. I mean, the minute you get like a toy from your childhood, you bring it home and you put it up on the shelf. You just you start getting itchy. You kind of want to add another and another, and before you know it, like I have an entire glass case of all like the wrestlers I grew up, you know, playing with. I'm collecting that, and like the modern stuff, like I said, like. Marvel Legends, they do all the X-Men. The X-Men are back now, so now I'm screwed because I love the X-Men. I've got, like, my entire 90s X-Men collection, the Age of Apocalypse, all that stuff. And then have you guys seen what that company NECA has been doing with Ninja Turtles? I loved it. They just came out with the Turtles in time. Yes, yeah. Oh, they're so nice. They're great. I collect the cartoon ones and the movie ones, and they're doing a bunch of stuff with the 1990 movie, and it just, like... Oh. 
you, I, like I could do like photography with them, and it looks like scenes from the movie. They're, they're just such great figures, but they're putting a hole in my wallet. That's okay. So I went is... to that. I went to that one show with you, Dunch. I have all the original movie Star Turtles from Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, you were collecting I, those. I got them all now. I'm done. Perfect. I'm done. Perfect. Yes. What about your Robin Hood figures? I still need uh, Christian Slater's Will Scarlet card. <laughs> Perfect. And then, there, and then I want the uh, Sherwood Forest playset, which Kenner just completely repurposed the Ewok Village for that. Yep. So that's what I, those are the two that I'm looking for. That nice. Sherwood Forest is a grail, though, so we'll see. You're going to have to get that someday. Ah, yeah. someday. Man, I've been, like, real tempted to get some Beetlejuice figures lately. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah. I see those at the toy shows that we go to, and next time I go, I, I might have to jump in on those. Because when I was a kid, I really liked that Beetlejuice cartoon, and I collected the figures, even though the figures were weirdly based on the movie. The Tim Burton, Michael Keaton movie? Yep. Oh, really? I thought they were from the cartoon. You would think, but no, they're all based on Michael Keaton. They all look like him. <laughs> they're all like outfits straight from the movie. So when you go to one of these toy shows, do you have like a certain motivation of I'm looking for this toy or I'm trying to finish this collection? Because one of the biggest problems I have with like thinking about doing something like this is I don't know where to start. I don't know. Do I start with this? I try to finish this before because I think it would bug me personally if I have like, oh, I've got these, you know, three X-Men toys and I've got this Superman and I've got these Ghostbusters, a couple like couple Ghostbusters and just like. All these like different hodgepodge of groups. Do you have like I'm focusing on this one group and I'm not going to be distracted kind of thing when you go to these things? It depends. Yeah, for me when it comes to the toy shows, like they're like the wild west because you just never know what people are going to bring in. So I always have like I am looking for like X, Y, and Z, but if I see this or this and this, I'm, I'm charging. I'm, I'm getting it. I'll get it. Like, our friend Jason, he strictly is collecting, like, the 70s, 80s Star Wars line of stuff. So he'll go there with his eyes totally focused on that, and very rarely will he, like, deviate. You got other other friends that go in, and they're, like, looking for the deals. Like, all those 90s X-Men and stuff in the packages right now are super cheap. So, like, some people I know, they go in, and they're just going for those grab bags. But, yeah, for me, I'm looking for, like, to finish out that wwf line i'm going for it's rare to find those anymore because they're going for so much so for me yeah i'm just going and hoping to find something and right now specifically there's just like a few lines i never see at these toy shows and i'm always going hoping to find do you guys know what computer warriors are yeah they had the uh was it like a pepsi can or something yeah dude i never see those at the toy show i'm always hoping to see those i didn't see that pepsi can the last time i was at a show I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. I would really like to get a hold of some of those. like Just like weird, cool, obscure toys like that. That's what I always hope to find at those toy shows. So uh, to answer your question, Adam, I like the hunt. I, I enjoy looking around to see what I can find. And yes, I'm like Dunch too, where I have an idea of what I'm looking for. But half the time I'm leaving with a bag full of stuff I had no intention of ever getting. So it much just, of it's nostalgia and the feeling and the story behind it and all that. That yeah, you end up going there and you'll see something that kind of just you know you remember or that you feel nostalgic about. Yeah, and, and the hunt just kind of takes you away. 
Yeah, I was, um, what I've been collecting right now is action figures based off of, like, 90s movies. So, you brought up Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I like the Terminator 2 Judgment Day characters. Uh, some really weird ones, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's Last Action Hero. I love that line. Um, like, they, they came out with lines for, like, Demolition Man, which I think is a really cool <laughs> toy line. That I'm just trying, I'm trying to find. So bizarre. Yeah. Oh, and I'm really looking for, uh, there was a Bill and Ted toy line. That's true. Are you familiar with these? They're yeah. so hard to find when you do their expensive. The, the, the characters actually had a plug that you can plug it into an amp. And the music really? actually play. Yes. Yes. It's such a cool thing. I, I've Damn. been looking for those for a long time. Speaking of Bill yeah. and Ted, how about that new trailer for the new Bill and Ted movie? Uh, you called this, Adam. I said, hey, no way. I've been waiting for a Bill and Ted's 3 for, <laughs> for 25 years. It ain't happening. This is because Keanu Reeves is hot right dude. now, so obviously yeah, they can do something like that. I guess so. Alex Winter has just, he did Lost Boys, and he's been <laughs> staring at it. He's been staring at his phone, waiting for Keanu to say yes. You know what? Those, <laughs> those royalty checks have been getting thinner and thinner yeah. over these past few years. They sure have. Oh my goodness! So would you guys the, say the Ted you, Turner? The Ted Turner Networks can only play Lost Boys so much during Halloween time. Seriously, he runs out of money. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think, uh, Scott? Obviously, I know that you are big into movies, uh, from what I've heard. From you know, from your T-shirt, I would say that you are. Um, <laughs> I dabble. I yeah, dabble. yeah, a little, little Jurassic Park right there. Um, and Dunch, you uh, apparently went to film school from what I understand, so I imagine you love movies as well. Do you think you guys could name five of the top grossing movies of the nineties? The nineties. Yes, of the nineties. It's old enough where I imagine a lot of you. I know, I know, Dunch, you said you've been watching a lot of movies lately. I have a list here sure. of the top grossing movies. I like Titanic. Titanic. Easily, easily, that's if, on there. Well, I've got. I, I'm going to pick the top ten. If you could name five of them, I will consider you guys a winners. And you, you team up on this one. You know, you could discuss sure. it a little bit. Um, but yes, Titanic is one. Titanic is one. Um, I'm wearing a Jurassic Park shirt. That's wanna, easily on there. Jurassic I Park. I say that's on there. Yeah. Jurassic Park is one. Yes, that's two. Okay. okay. Is Home Alone. Home Alone on there. Home Alone is. Okay. Home Alone that, is on that there. That was a big one. That was a big it one. Is number eight on this list. Man, there would be some Disney stuff from the '90s. That was a lot of their animation. Peak, Lion King. Lion yeah. King. Lion King. That's four right there. Uh -oh. Lion King. We're pretty good. You, you guys are, you guys are killing it. Who could the last one be? Hmm. <sighs> They're all movies you should... I know you know, Scott. They're all movies you know. Yeah. Um. What about, like... What about, like, Forrest Gump? Forrest Gump should be on there. That was giant. Forrest Gump is number five. You got it. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I just know it was popular. 90s was, I, I think the 90s is simple. 90s is simple. That's, that's a simple one to do right there. Um, according to this list, which is on uh, filmsite.org, and it's also on Screen Rant, it goes from 1 to 10. Titanic, Star Wars Episode 1, Jurassic uh, Park. This, yeah. this is this is grossing, by the way, like, like money-made grossing. Uh, Jurassic right. Park, Lion King, Forrest Gump, Independence Day. Oh yeah, The Sixth Sense, Home oh, Alone, man. 
Men in Black, and Toy Story 2. Wow. Yes. Wow, okay. Yeah. I think we did pretty well. So you guys won. You won. I'm surprised Home Alone held on in that when you look at that list, because that was early in the 90s, and some of that other stuff had inflation on its side. Home Alone was 1990, so it was like the beginning. Damn, man. I mean, who didn't want to be freaking Macaulay Culkin or his best friend when you were a kid at that time? It was insane. Can we talk about how terrible parents uh, uh, the Callisters are? They're fucking horrible, aren't they? How Awful. do you how do you lose your kid? Awful twice people, yeah. Just when you're going shit. on vacation. Yeah. What did yeah. they do for a living? Did we ever find that out? I don't know. I'm pretty sure they stiffed that pizza guy or they gave him I a mean, lousy tip. I'm sure the dad was embezzling I'm sure the dad was embezzling money somewhere. So it had to be. He looks like a shady motherfucker, white yeah. collar criminal. Yeah. How do you not like okay for the first movie, fine. Whatever. You forgot the kid and you left him home. Fine. After that, if you're going to go on a fucking vacation... I mean, it would be literally impossible how to do you, the same kid again or forget how, the same kid. You would not make that mistake if you were... How you are know. you not paranoid? Even, like, the mother. How are you not paranoid? Like, okay, where's Kevin? Where the fuck is he? How are you not... How's that kid not on a leash? Let's you be honest. You know damn well how quick gossip spreads. That was a rich section of town right there. They all knew each other on that street. Oh, yeah. They all had their automatic lights on. The criminals figured it out. Those people were probably the laughing stock of that neighborhood. And they're going to go do it again. Then that's just uncontrollable. The other and thing plus, is... And plus, <laughs> uh, all of John Hughes... All of John Hughes' movies exist in the same universe... So we kind of know who the neighbors were, and we know that they were talking shit on the McCallisters. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> and nowadays, man, they would have cell phones, and, and the whole movie would probably be obsolete. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I think it's crazy that the Ninja Turtles were the ones that properly predicted, like, cell phones. They, they literally had modern cell phones, basically. With they the, did. the video conferencing and everything on them. It's wild. They did, too. God damn. Donatello did shell machines. Phone, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about the shell phone. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the <clears throat> turtles, because I know this is a hot-button topic. Your yeah. favorite tur- Your favorite turtle. Ooh. Because, like, because I have an answer. Okay. I know I your an answer. answer. I know your answer. When you base you know, it off of the movies, the movies I love Raphael. He yeah. was the, he was the tortured soul in the movies, especially the first one. That's what a true teenager goes through. <laughs> that and first I, movie, I, I, could we just say real quick that that is still in maybe my top ten? Like that movie holds up. It's good. The themes that they hit and how good they do it. Like that end where uh you know Casey Jones and that fucking redheaded kid. Are carrying Splinter out, yeah. and you know Casey Jones has finally understood what family is and that kid is, and they're carrying him out. That's fucking powerful. They, they did good shit with that movie. I liked it. Was it. Good. It was really good. And he in that movie, easily the I, best in that movie, though. You're right. I loved Raphael. Now, I will say in the sequels uh, to that movie, it's got a little annoying because I felt like you feel like in the first movie Raphael grows as a character and he evolves a little bit but then it seems Everybody like he does in the first movie but it seems like he do. has to go through that same evolution every subsequent movie 
Like, hey. every movie has got to go through that same evolution as if he never did it already. That's a little annoying. Isn't, isn't that what happened in Star Wars Episode Eight to Luke Skywalker? I mean, True. we had to sit here and have Yoda tell him the same shit that we literally watched him teach him in, you know, the subsequent movies. I, I, I'm never a fan when the director selfishly feels like they have to go back and retell something, so... That's just me. I guess I'm a snooty director. The, the, the problem with Star Wars is there's a whole new generation of kids that need to be taught that. We just, don't. We don't. But the, but the young kids... Star I guess. Wars, Star Wars has shown us how timeless it can be and how our parents loved it, we loved it, and our kids love it. It's incredible. It's oh, it's incredible. great. Yeah. It's great. But back to the turtles. This is the important. More important importantly, on the turtles. The turtles. I love Raphael in the movies. In the, I love being Donatello in the video games, because his bow reaches so far. <laughs> You're like the <laughs> cheat, basically. You're a fucking yeah, well, cheater. I just love him. His bow. All you have to do is tap those freaking foot soldiers. They fall to pieces. Flip them. <laughs> yeah. So I want to know what you guys think. Who are your favorite turtles and why? Well, as a kid. Easily Raphael. Just like in the cartoon, when I'm five, he's the one that I relate to the most. You know, he's a little brash, he's cocky, he, he likes to make jokes. So he's cool as hell. And like you said in that first movie, he's like, he's got that anger, he's got everything when you're a kid, all those emotions, he like represents that perfectly. Um, I love Donatello as I get older. I don't know what it is about Donatello, he ends up becoming my favorite though. And I loved in the second movie where he's the one who's really trying to search for their origin. He's the one that feels like they're special, and he, he wants to know the reason they're there. So I think they, they did real good with Donatello in the second movie as far as that. So I think I'd become a Donatello fan as I grow older. I'm, I'm kind of with you there with the whole yeah. Donatello thing. I think as a kid, Leonardo was my favorite for the very sure. simple reason was he had swords. And yeah, I was I like, I like swords. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> agree with you there, Adam, because in the cartoon, for whatever reason, Leonardo was my favorite in the cartoon. Oh, he's the classic babyface in wrestling terminology. He's just yeah, good. He, yeah, he had, he had this. He was he was the Boy Scout. He had the big katanas. He did what and was now, right. Yeah. And now that now that I'm older, like he was a fucking douche, wasn't he? A bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like I'm like, wow, how did you like that guy? He's, He's better than the movie. In the original movie, his story arc is great because he becomes a leader. In the beginning of that movie, like, you know, Raphael's busting out on him. He's, like, failing. They they have their setbacks. Well, the but by the, the end of the movie, like, you know, he has learned how to lead. So I think that's cool for him in the movie. Anyway. That's because in the movie, he had to learn how to lead. Because, like, uh, yeah. from the beginning of the movie, he was told by Splinter, you are the leader of the group. You're, like, I don't know, the eldest right. or whatever. You are the leader. And he never earned leadership. He just was told. And right. So, like, he that... didn't become the leader. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, that was probably the reason why I liked him early on, because I'm a simple man or a simple kid. I'm like, <laughs> sure. I, he has long swords. Raphael has those tiny sides. Who's going to want to fight the fucking swords? He's got there reach. Go. It doesn't matter. That's, but that's I, the logic, yeah. Exactly. But as I grew older, I became, became to appreciate Donatello a little bit more as like a nerd. Because he's the nerd of the group, essentially. And I, sure. I was a nerd growing up, and he's a nerd. I'm like, dude, we relate. Like, we're kind of the same. Like, let's get a pizza. Let's do it. 
the older I get, the more I wish I was Michelangelo because he's the guy that knows how to just love life, appreciate oh, yeah. it, enjoy things, and, and take the lighter side. And, you know, the older you get, the more complicated you understand life to be, the more you wish you could just be Michelangelo. So I'll give him his props. I don't want to leave him out. Definitely a Raphael guy, though. If you had to pick a drink for each turtle, what was their signature drink? What, or their, what a drink? Like their signature thing they do to like when they're letting loose. You know, some people are like a rum guy, some people are a vodka guy. The turtles, Adam, like, they were teenagers, they weren't old. They, they'll grow listen, up someday. Listen to the dangerous themes he's trying to <laughs> title on this show. All I'm saying is Michelangelo was the pothead. He was the pothead of the 100%. Year. 100% oh, yeah. was the pothead. And Raphael 100%. seems like he was the whiskey guy. Like, he's yeah. all about whiskey. I was going to say whiskey for Raphael as soon as you brought that up because yeah. he's just so goddamn pissed all the time. Leonardo's a light beer drinker. <laughs> Leonardo's white claw. He's white claw, 100%. He's, yeah, yeah. He's Michelob Ultra. <laughs> I don't know what Donatello, or, uh, I don't know what Donatello would be. He would be. He seems like maybe a wine. He bruises yeah, it. Maybe. He, he ferments his own. Microbrew? Yeah. Micro, 100% microbrew right there. Splinter obviously <laughs> is doing either plum wine or sake because he's going to take the traditional oh, sake, Japanese 100%. route. That's, that's a style. That's cool for him. Hamato Yoshi. Oh, yeah, dude. Did you guys watch the uh, 2012 iteration of the Ninja Turtles that was on Nickelodeon? The Nickelodeon one was good. You forgot to give Nickelodeon props for that, because other than Spongebob, that was like the one saving grace they had in like the past 20 years was that Turtles cartoon, I gotta say. Mm -hmm. They did a good job. There was enough fan service for, you know, guys like us that grew up with it, and I think a new generation of kids loved it, so... And then they rebooted it to the Rise, right? It's Rise of the Turtles now. I haven't really saw much of it. It seemed uh, a little a zany. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Um, yeah. I don't uh, know why they, they knocked off the one they were doing. It was good. I didn't watch any of that. Not I recently finally read the original run of comics just because I never had before. And I was shocked at how much I actually really liked it and how much of that first ten issues that they took from there's so much source material that you didn't realize that was there right from the start and they kept with so that's kind of cool i have a east laird issue six original run nice i do so nice. that's the only one that's the only one i have when you were younger did you guys have any turtles toys oh, oh my god, god. everything dude everything they got us hook line and sinker and when i look back that toy i do like to pick up uh those toys at the toy shows too if i find good deals on like loose turtles because there's something about those figures that just encapsulate just childhood fun to me like they're so iconic i love those figures but my god they make fucking oh. everything they could think of yeah i everything. think i think i had the van Oh, no, no, I had the... You remember the helicopter? They had the helicopter, like the snake propellers or whatever the fuck they were? Yeah. There was there was a helicopter that was that, and they had like the punching uh, bat, the punching glove arm things that you could... Uh, they had oh, a trigger yeah. on the back, yeah. and you pulled it, and there was like... Just back and forth, like both gloves. I had that, and then the I had... The classic. I had the Technodrome. I had that... Oh. 
That I thing was so it. sweet. Here's the thing. I never I mean, had it. I, I had. I definitely had that. It was really. It was kind of really cool. It, it was like just the big ticket room and like opened up and you can have like, yeah. see everything inside. Had the eyeball on the know, top is cool. They shit. actually made the sewer as well, the sewer playset, and yeah. like the pipe from the sewer playset connects to like there was like a pipe opening on the technodrome. I did not know. So you that. could actually connect the two together, which is pretty sick. Here's the fucked up part though. I never had any turtles action figures to play in said technodrome or really? helicopter. I didn't know. Well at least you had the technodrome, man. Yeah, so cool. I had like Bucky O'Hare in like the helicopter and shit. Those were cool toys too. <clears throat> I had tons of Bucky O'Hare toys when I was a kid. Tons. I had vehicles, action figures, everything of that show. And the original Nintendo game was a good game, actually. You know, back in those days. If you got a game based on a franchise you liked, it was a crapshoot on whether it was yeah. gonna be total garbage. And like you know, games are expensive, so your parents would buy you a game for Christmas, and you'd take it back. Like I remember, my friend got Home Improvement for Super Nintendo. Home <laughs> Improvement, and because he was a fan of the show, and the game was trash, so he opens it up on Christmas morning. And he spent the entire day of Christmas trying to like that game to make his parents happy, but it was like, dude, you're stuck with home improvement. I was lucky that my mother liked video games. Like, she played, too. So, like, yeah, it wasn't hard getting new games. That lot. is a boon. <laughs> and especially she would know what was good and what wasn't yeah. good. She's a player. She played so. up until PlayStation. That's when, after PlayStation 1, that's when she stopped playing. So That's like, a respectable run. Yeah. Yeah. So like she was she she used to beat games before I could beat them. She beat like Resident Evil before I could beat it and all this other stuff. So <laughs> nice. You were like, here mom, beat this boss for me, real I quick. still have <laughs> never the original Resident Evil for PlayStation One, I still have never beat that. That's the one I never beat. And my mother like absolutely beat it like hundred percent. It got all this other shit on it, so hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. At the yeah. time that was pretty frightening. Yeah, it was. That's a spooky game. Oh yeah. Even if you played it like right <coughs> now on your the remake on the Switch in the dark, you know, I bet you would get some jump scares out of the it. The remake is uh scary as fuck. Because it's super yeah. dark and it's like real close to the character and all the zombies come back to life eventually as like harder zombies to kill and it's just like okay. I just remember the part where the dogs like <laughs> burst through when you're going down the hallway. They burst it through the glass. It didn't always happen it though. The shit out of me, man. Depending on what choices you made, like early on yeah. where you went, it didn't always happen. So it was always a surprise when that shit happened. Yep. Hmm. Scott's like, hmm, yeah. Scott's not a big gamer. I didn't play. Th I didn't play that <clears throat> game. No. No, and I remember I had I had a friend who did, and it was one of those times where I'd like sit there and watch it and i remember thinking wow this game is sweet but never played it in hindsight like the graphics of ps1 and those at the time thinking that was wow what a time to be alive there oh yeah i i remember being a kid and playing these games and i would play them and then replay them and then replay them all the time because you you know you don't have a job so you can't exactly buy a bunch of different games so right. you've got to replay the same one over and over and over again and I got so good at Resident Evil Two that I could beat it in less than two hours. Damn! Like I knew everything, what to do, all this other stuff, like where to go, how to get everything, and I was just like, all right, fuck it, let's just do another run of that. <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> do you guys remember software, etc. at her in Hermitage? 
Oh, yeah. Mango Valley Mall. Yes, yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah, video yeah, game I do. store inside there. Yeah. I remember there was like a large dude that worked there, and he was always like the cliche, like miserable video game guy dude. And I remember going in there with my friends, and someone was buying like Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and this guy's like, I don't know why people would want to play a game about skateboarding when you could go out and, and just get on a skateboard in real life. I'm designing my own game, okay? And I'm going to design a game where you can't just do this in real life, okay? You get to be the manager of a radio station. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck would I want to play that game? The uh, fucked up part about it is that would kill today. Because that would just be a simulation game. I was going to say, I would probably play it now, actually. Yeah, because they, like, <laughs> they have, like, Empire TV Tycoon, and, like, they have, like, game-making uh, games and shit like that. So. Dude, look how big Animal Crossing was this year. Exactly. It was insane. Yeah. So, like, that would kill today. Do you remember KB Toys in the mall? We're talking I about the mall. KB Toys, yeah. fucking KB Toys? It was so good. <clears throat> you guys remember Pocket Change Park? Oh my god, yeah. I remember the pocket change that was in Hermitage. Like, the little one in the North Mall. That's yeah, still... that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I'm gonna go let me say... I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. You remember the fucking mall in Hermitage? <laughs> I do. I remember, do. Remember when it was a thing? It's not oh anymore. My god, I know. Is it even open? It's open. I guess you could say it's open. There's like five stores in there, maybe. If you go to the if North even that. Mall, where the pocket change used to be like that section was like closed off when they renovated the mall 25 years ago so if you go up that north mall still it still looks like it did in like 1990 oh my gosh i know it has I the old that. tile it has yes the mural. yes it, it, it's it's like going back in time the whole mall used to look like that dude i know it feels like you've accidentally slipped in a Man. time warp i like it we should go there and get pictures of that before it's all gone yeah, yeah, we need to. I, I would love to see, like, a retro vintage mall style. Like, like yeah. we, saw, we saw what the last season of Stranger Things did, where they, they were in a mall, basically, movie, and it was right. it taking place in the 80s. Just watching that, I'm like, wow, how cool malls were in the Yeah, movie. dude. Yeah. I, want, I want, like, a throwback mall. A mall that is built just specifically to look like it's the 1980. And the stores in there are fine. The stores in there are regular. But maybe sure. their signage is a little bit throwback. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I think that'd be <laughs> a lot of fun. Look, at hashtag malls are dying. We need something to get people back into the mall. Maybe that's Gotta it. have a gimmick. Gotta maybe have a gimmick. Exactly. Gotta have a gimmick. I think not including the kiosks uh, in like the hallway and like the lottery uh, kiosk, there's like... <laughs> JC Penney's uh, Which is closing? Is that closing too? I don't know if that one's closing. I think they still got enough business to keep them open right okay. now. Um they have a random bookstore, which I don't know what it's called right now, and like the pretzel shop. And the, I think that's like it. There may that there's like I think one clothing store that's like tip Damn. I think it's like for older people. I think go there. Maurice's Maurice's <clears throat> Yeah. Always. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. yeah so, but uh, and that's think, like it. I think uh, Bath and Body Works is still open, isn't it? Yeah, they are still open. They are. Still, they get a lot of business, I think. So God bless them, Claire. And I think and Hallmark. Hallmark is okay. Hallmark okay. is open. It's a little more. I is the hair uh, the hair salon still open in there? 
They might be. They might still be open too. Well, people is it like a, their is it like a this is like a supercuts? Yeah, something like or that. Something? It's it's something. Yeah, something stupid like yeah. that. They might have closed. I don't know. So I don't know. Well, we're gonna do a mall tour one of these days, guys. We have to. There's yeah. actually a video. There's a video of somebody who goes around and he tapes dead malls, and Shenandoah uh, Valley Mall made it. That's yeah. awesome. The one mall, when I first moved to Pittsburgh, I was in an area called Green Tree, and there was a mall called the Parkway Center Mall right there. Oh, yeah, Parkway Center. Dude, it's so sad. I, I mean, it just all died. But there was a time where, like, there was a giant eagle attached to the mall that was still open, and there was, like, a Phantom of the Attic comic shop in the corner that was still open. Other than that, like, the fucking entire mall was just, like, shut down. And I would pop in there to go to that comic store sometimes, and it was the most bizarre experience. It was like sneaking into an abandoned mall where there was a secret <laughs> store still open or something. But even that's gone now, sadly. Yeah. Well, guys, we are about time. Uh, we've been going for a little over an hour now, so... Uh, uh, boys, it was incredible. Yeah. It is, yes. I know. I feel like there was so much I wanted to talk to you guys about. I'm sure there's still so much more that we didn't get to cover, but it was so fun. I appreciate it, guys. Oh yeah, definitely. We're happy to have you back anytime. Awesome. Um, I'm if... so excited. I'm so excited we got to do this. You have to come back again. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you have to do this again. Um, Mangy Radio. Is Mangy. there any? Is there any chance of of a comeback? Listen, I'm always open for it. It's as easy as we just did this. It's all about getting Nick Delp. And everybody um, knows Nicholas John Delp. That's the man we're looking for out there. That's the lost dog. Somebody put him on a milk carton for me. Lost dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's busy during quarantine writing his... Uh, Writing a screenplay about the hero dog, right? Is that is that still happening? Oh my god, that needs to happen. That needs to happen. I, I think didn't Wes Anderson kind of already make that movie? He, like... he kind of did, but I guarantee you, it's just because he heard us talking. You know, I think that was it. That was <laughs> it. had to be it. It had to be it. It's all right. The good thing about good ideas is if you've had one, you can have another. So I'll let him have that one. Very cool. Hey Adam, why don't you? Uh... Let the listeners know how they can find us. If you want to get a hold of Four Distraction, if you want to tell us what you miss about classic malls, what uh, mall stores you like to see come back, email us, fourdistraction at gmail.com. We are on Facebook and Twitter. Search Four Distraction at Podcast FYD. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. Search Four Distraction. We're also on Spotify and Google Play. Search for Podcast FYD. Rate us, like us, share us with your friends. We only grow as if, uh, blah. Sorry about that. The only That's way okay. we, the only way we grow. Try is if, again. Yes. Try again. Take two. Take two. <laughs> the only way we grow is if you guys help us grow, and it actually helps the likes and the shares and everything like that actually do something. They're not just like mindless filler. So please do that. Um, we are a member of the Be Real Podcasting Network. Head over to Podbean and search for the Movie Guys podcast. That is our official, unofficial hub for the Be Real Network. We're also on YouTube on the Be Real Network. So search for the Movie Guys podcast. They upload the episodes on there as well. We are also a member of the Electronic Media Collective. So head over to electronicmediacollective.com and listen to us on there. Show the Electronic Media Collective that we are something. We're not just a bunch of jackasses drinking beer and talking about bullshit. 
You know, we've come a long way since since Mangy Radio just started on on MySpace, and now for distractions, distractions on all these platforms, it would be hard not to find us. Pretty difficult. I know. I'm gonna uh, like you guys right away. Everybody yes. else better do that too. Don't forget. Oh, yeah. Again, thanks for coming. We'll have to get you back again soon. Um, I'm gonna hold you to that, doggy. No oh, yeah. flaking, no flaking out. You're doing it. You know, you got me now. I am like a vampire. Now that I've been in, I'm gonna feel comfortable here. So look out. Hashtag made right. you, you strong. Woo.